Hello, and welcome to the First Baptist Church of Oregon City Sermons Podcast. I'm Pastor John Witham. This sermon is called Patience and is the third in our Green series focusing on spiritual growth for the individual and the church. The sermon text is Mark 4, 26-29. The supplemental scripture reading is Philippians 3, 7-14. Our weekly worship services take place Sunday mornings at 10.30 in our sanctuary at 819 John Adams Street, the corner of 9th and John Adams Streets in Oregon City, Oregon, as well as live streaming on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash onebaptistchurch. For more information about our church or to financially support our mission and ministry, please visit our website at onebaptistchurch.org. That's the numeral onebaptistchurch.org. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Last week, I made a, what I thought was going to be a one-off, just kind of blip in the sermon and, and moving right along confession. And after church, that little one-off bloop, comment, confession, whatever you want to call it, blew up. What I said was, that I don't always have the easiest time praying. And afterwards, the number of people that resonated with was huge. And here's a list of those sinners. No, kidding. (laughs) You know who you are. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I am among them. And, and I, I shared that Again, not, not thinking a lot was going to come of it. Uh, and well, it ended up writing the sermon for this week. So that was really convenient. Because when we talk about prayer, when we talk about spiritual growth, whether it is for us as individuals, us as a body of Christ, a lot of times we have an image of growth that involves with starting at point A and becoming incrementally better until we get to point B, which is really undefined. When do we finish spiritually growing? It, it certainly isn't, you know, when we, when we hit our 20s. I was an idiot in my 20s. Uh, it's not when we hit our 30s, because I'm an idiot now. And... <laughs> And so when do, we, when do we reach this? And you talk to, to people who have been seasoned saints, seasoned followers of Jesus, and, and have followed Jesus all their lives. As I say a lot of times at the table, people who have tried, people who have failed, but people who keep coming back anyway, you ask them, like, when did you really get it? When did it click for you? And we have moments, people have moments when it makes sense for them. But it, they're not, there's no one point where you get it and now you're the repository of spiritual growth uh, and spirituality for the whole world, uh, much like the, the grand computer in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that tells us that the meaning of all life is the number 42. When we talk about growth, it's helpful to have an image. 
it's helpful to have something that we can understand. Jesus talked in parables for two reasons. Now, we're, we're talking about parables as in little stories that Jesus told, not two male cows. Parables, not parables. You're welcome for that one. We're talking about little stories that Jesus would say, Jesus would say, the kingdom of God is like this. Here's how you should understand this. And when you look at the parables that Jesus told, all of these were stories that the people could relate to. They were agrarian tales. They were the, the tales of, uh, of a farmer scattering seed, and the seed would sometimes go on rocky ground, or the seed would sometimes grow on, go on really good ground, uh, and sometimes it would get choked out by weeds. Uh, and that's next week. And so people could relate to these parables because they knew the agrarian society that they lived in. It wasn't a problem for them to understand these. However, Jesus also told parables so that the people who were hearing them and who were hard of heart would have to take a little bit of time to discern them. And they would be confused by what he was saying. Some people got it just like that. Some people didn't. And Jesus would always go back and explain the parables to his disciples. We find this out in the book of Mark. So here's a parable. And admittedly, a lot of my life, I've passed over this parable. I've read straight through and kind of skipped over this particular little parable. It's three verses. I mean, it was nothing for Penny to read. She practically did it in one breath. It's, it's a very small little passage. But Jesus still says the kingdom of God is like this. And when we read this passage, we see flashes of Jesus' life. He talks about, in other parables, the farmer sowing the seed, and that's how it begins. The farmer is casting his seed out, and when you're planting wheat, you don't plant it in, in you know, seed by seed like you do lettuce or other, other plants. You, you cast it broad and you cast it far so that it will grow as much as possible and you'll give it the best chance to grow. They could relate to this. But Jesus also put himself in the shoes of the farmer. That Jesus went around telling people that the kingdom of God was at hand. The book of Mark, and by the way, if you are a newer follower of Jesus or uh, you want to get restarted in, in Bible reading, uh, I always recommend the book of Mark as the place to start. Because it goes, John the Baptist was a guy, here's Jesus. Also, it's the shortest. So if you have a short attention span, start with the book of Mark. It's the shortest gospel. You're welcome. So Jesus tells the story of the farmer scattering seed, and he went around. The beginning of the book of Mark is Jesus said that the time has come and the kingdom of God is near. The time of the Lord's favor has come and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. And that's what he does in the rest of the book of Mark is he goes around proclaiming this good news and talking about what is the kingdom going to be like. 
Another interesting point about Jesus' life here is if Jesus is the farmer, it says the farmer, whether he is asleep, he goes to sleep, or he gets up. In the New Living Translation, it says he becomes awake. That word for gets up or, or awakens is the same word commonly used for resurrection. And in this little parable, Jesus is kind of telegraphing or, 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 or saying, this is me. I'm the farmer. And he's put this out there. He has put the, the word of God out into the world. And then he, he watches and he waits. And growth happens. Now let's talk about this growth for a second. Because it describes, you know, Jesus goes on to describe how the wheat plant grows. But when we think about growth, <clears throat> it's not always that simple, is it? Where this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. If we want to talk about growth and we want to look at growing things, I've gotten quite a, a bit of a reputation for talking about radishes. And so here we are again this morning. It is easy to grow radishes. You plop a seed in the ground, you water it, a little bit of warm weather, a little bit of sunshine. Bob's your uncle in about six weeks, you've got a radish. You plant a seed, you get a radish. That's the way the world works. I don't make the rules. They are, they are great if you want to have a lot of self-esteem as a farmer. If you want to really feel like you can, can grow something, like you've got that green thumb, Plant radishes. Works every time. You feel better about yourself. I've made a radish. Well, I didn't make a radish. The radish came up out of the ground. On the other hand, there are plants that are difficult. There are plants that are difficult to grow and plants that take a long time to grow. Uh, back in March, Katie and I had the opportunity to go to Sequoia National Park where the giant great sequoias are. And we were, we were reading, I'm one of those guys who reads, if there's a sign in like a museum or, or a park, I'm going to read the sign. I'm a sign reader. And I'm reading it, and it was talking about when, I think it was the General Sherman, the, the big one, took root. And if you, if you kind of calculate the times, the General Sherman had taken root prior to the life of Christ. It is an old, old, old tree. And I don't know how the General Sherman, this, this giant sequoia, came to be planted into the ground. Whether someone had planted it or it was the, the process of a, a redwood cone falls in the forest and was somebody around to hear it, we don't know. And, but if you had seen this sapling, you could have lived your whole life and just thought, this is just a sapling. You wouldn't have known that it was going to grow into this massive, beautiful piece of God's creation. We're hard on ourselves when it comes to growth. Because some people are radishes, and some people are sequoias. And sometimes we're neither. Sometimes we're in between where growth Takes, a not, takes this meandering path through our lives. 
When we consider what growth should look like, patience is the word. And if you observe my struggles getting the live stream to work earlier, patience is a bit of a difficult one. And why is patience difficult? Well, I think patience is difficult because we get the idea of how things ought to go drilled into our mind from a very early age. If you went through, uh, through the public education system or any education system in our country, you start in kindergarten and go first grade, second grade, third grade, and, and some people have to repeat a grade and that's okay. But I have to say that's okay when I talk about somebody repeating a grade because that's nonlinear growth. It's not growth that's on a line. And sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to grow than others. And so eventually you get back onto the track of sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and it just happens kind of in a line. And it's easy for us to mark our physical growth that way. It's easy for us to mark our mental growth, our, our intellectual growth that way, our emotional and social growth, because it's happening in a line. But if we're paying attention to what Jesus is saying here, growth doesn't always happen that way. It takes a lot of patience. Growing spiritually, and when I say growing spiritually, there's nothing that isn't spiritual. If Jesus is Lord, then everything is spiritual. And that's a thought for another time. But growth individually or together as a body of Christ is an unexpected process of God's grace. It is an unexpected process of God's grace that requires patience as we watch the kingdom grow in us. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the rule and reign of God. Anytime you hear Jesus say, the kingdom of God, or in Matthew, it's translated a lot of times as the kingdom of heaven. And because it's translated that way, people think that the, you know, they, they kind of say, oh, well, Jesus is talking about, you know, when we all die and go to heaven, and that's the good news. No, the good news is that heaven's coming to earth. And when Jesus talks about the kingdom, he is talking about the rule, the direct rule and reign of God over God's creation. So when we talk about the kingdom growing in us, this is what we're talking about. The seeds of the kingdom we see in this parable are planted in a small, barely perceptible way. It's just in this parable, it's a farmer casting out seeds. There are people who have these wonderful, dramatic, uh, Conversion stories where, you know, just like the, uh, the, the hymn Amazing Grace, they once were lost, but now they're found, they're blind, and now they see. And good for them, and there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God that people are, are coming to see the love of God in their lives from places where they hadn't understood it before. But at the same time, I think there are a lot of people who grew up in the church, I'm one of them. They grew up in the church, and they've always been in the church. 
And they've always had an idea of what God's love looks like. And they've always felt loved by God and other people. And sometimes when you're in that position, you, you, you don't feel as if your growth is happening the same way. Because there's nothing dramatic happening. You don't walk outside one day and there's a radish. We're back to radishes again. You don't walk out one day and say, there's a radish. You're more of a Douglas fir type person where the growth is slow and long and over a lifetime. And that's okay. Because what matters is that the seed of faith is planted. And it may be planted in a very small way. And sometimes we think that because it's planted in a small way, uh, that because it's not noticed, it's not worthwhile. And sometimes when we, when we think about small endeavors, a couple people getting together to pray over coffee, or uh, somebody talking about church at work the next morning, on Monday morning, or somebody offering generosity and kindness to their neighbor, we think just because that's small, it's not worth celebrating. But it is. Because seeds planted are still seeds planted. And even if, even if this concept of the rule and reign of God and the love of God doesn't take immediate hold, doesn't mean that nothing's happening. Because that's what Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us that these seeds, they take time to grow. And the farmer could think, my gosh, nothing is happening. Whoa. How in the world do we make something happen here? And if you don't know that something's happening, it's real easy to get discouraged. But growth requires patience. And we have to be patient with ourselves, and we have to be patient with others, because sometimes other people don't grow at the speed we want them to. Growth in the kingdom is slow, and sometimes, it's imperceptible to us. The farmer gets up, and there's the patch of dirt where, where she scattered seed earlier. And the farmer goes to bed, and the farmer wakes up, and there's a patch of dirt. And she goes to bed, and she wakes up. When is the seed going to grow? We don't know. And why don't we know? Because it's the work of God. It is the same God who cares for us patiently and slowly all throughout our lives. It's the same God who has crafted the world that we live in and shaped it over millennia. It's the same God who created and set things in motion and blessed them and said we are good that brings plants forth out of the ground and brings growth forth in us. And sometimes we want that growth to be more noticeable. But if we're really paying attention to growth, if we're really paying attention to cultivating the life of the kingdom within ourselves, even if it's slow, even if it's stumbling, even if you pray one day and don't pray for three days, 
Even if you get on like a 12-day streak of reading your Bible and then miss a week. It's still growth. It's still happening. And you are always welcome to come back to the growing process of God. Because that process is continuing in you whether you realize it or not. God is still working with you. And any time you come back to God, it is a joyous thing for Jesus. But it's always the work of God. We can pray. We can read scripture. We can can be in community with other people who encourage us or who challenge us or who... uh, are, are attentive to God's purposes in our neighborhood together, who, who work together for good in the neighborhood and for justice in the community and in the places that we live. And you can still find the work of growth to be very slow. And when we find it to be slow, that's usually when we're trying to hurry it along and not accepting the unforced rhythms of God's grace. We have to resist this view of growth that the only way growth happens is in a line and ever moving upward because this is the growth pattern of the world. You start a business. You want your business to be successful, and so you grow your business. I think now that I've said that and my phone is listening to me, then I'm now going to get a bunch of ads for growing your business. Because those are out there. Everybody's got a plan to grow your business. And, and trust me, most of the junk mail that I get is here's the surefire way to grow your church. You do A, B, C, boom, thousands of people. Let's not get carried away. That's a worldly view of growth. Because sometimes growth looks like realizing that you slipped up and learning the mistake that you made, learning the ways that you're cruel to other people, learning the ways that you're dismissive of other people, learning the ways that the love of Jesus is having a hard time cracking through the surface of your personality. And growth sometimes means persisting even when it's difficult, even when life is tough. Our growth is an offering to God. And at the end of this parable, Jesus quotes Joel chapter 3 in a passage that many of Jesus' contemporaries were very excited about, where God was going to come down and enact violent judgment on, on all of the evildoers and the people who have been oppressing God's people and cast out the, uh, cast out the, the colonizers and the occupiers and God's people would be able to be great again because God had done this violent thing and Jesus is saying that the harvest comes through this slow process of growth and that the harvest is offered to God. Whatever your growth looks like, however your growth moves and changes and however your growth is shaped, whatever growth looks like, it is always offered to God.
and God will receive it, whether it's great or small, whether it's obvious or barely perceptible. God will have this growth, and God will receive it for God's glory. To understand growth, we look at the rhythms of nature. Jesus did. This week, it's going to sound like the, the hippiest thing I've ever said, but go look at a tree. Go look at a tree and, and, and meditate on this tree. Think about how God has grown this tree. I don't make a habit of watering trees that aren't mine. I barely water the tree that I'm trying to grow on my balcony. It, it's a long story, don't ask I don't go out into the woods and just dump water on trees. God dumps water on trees. God's growing these trees. God is breathing life into these trees. And God is breathing life into you. God is breathing life into us. And just because growth as God's people happens in these small, slow, and weird little ways doesn't mean that it isn't valuable to God. Be patient, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Let God's growth work through you. And consider the parables of Jesus, where the farmer scatters the seed, and the farmer rises and sees his his or her crops. And the farmer watches as these crops grow and the harvest is is collected and know that just as the farmer is watching these crops grow, so is God watching you grow. And so is God doing the work of all of us growing individually and as God's people because this is the kingdom of God.